This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is episode 58. Nate is back. I'm Canyon Clark. We're going to talk about kind of what's been going on with us because it's been a while since Nate's been on. Long time. Uh, I think the last one was the Dusty episode, and then before that, no no idea. Yeah. So that is good, though. We got stuff to talk about. We can catch up on your season. Mm-hmm. I know you ain't got to go as much as you probably would like to, but. No. But first, it's first, all right. Yeah. First season with the baby, so. Yes. That's the price you pay for being a daddy. Yep. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about, I know you got to go out a little bit and mm-hmm. had some, at least one decent hunt during gun season. Yep. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, and I guess I really haven't been too much since the last episode I did, but I really ain't been talking about it either. I, didn't, I did get another vlog video put up. Mm-hmm. I got another one that I need to get edited and put up. Uh, the one was from when I killed that doe, so I finally got on the board. Yep. Someone other than Jeff, no, no, Dad killed one early. Yeah. So the young guys were, we were kind of slacking, so yes. I had to get us on the board. Yep. Use the new setup anyway, and I was fairly impressed yep. with it. Uh, I've said it a million times. It, I don't think it was the bow or the broadhead's fault what I was shooting before, but it's just kind of nice to try something different. Yeah. And I, yeah, I did. The only thing about those mega meats is all I hit on that doe was rib bones, mm-hmm. and it's pretty mangled. Oh, yeah. The blades. So, yeah. But like I said, I think I've said it on here on the vlog. Like that's kind of to be expected with a mechanical. Yep. So yep, they're pretty much one and done. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but no, I shot that doe with that. Really liked it. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it with you. I shoot. I do shoot the bow that I'm shooting now a lot better than I did the other one. Mm-hmm. I had the the outlaw. I think it was a diamond outlaw. Before I had the insanity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> really like both the bows, but I always shot the outlaw really well. Mm-hmm. It was just getting old, so I got something different, which is when I got the insanity. But the outlaw was based off of the assassin, which yes. is the bow I'm shooting now. It yeah. was just a single cam version of the assassin, essentially. Yeah, saying it was from diamonds, so it was a little bit cheaper. But now I've got this assassin that I'm shooting, and like I said, I always shot that outlaw really well for me. I'm not like saying I'm. John Dudley or something, but I always <laughs> I shot it pretty well comparably to the other one. And now this assassin, it's the same feel. Yeah. Uh, the draw cycle is just a little bit harsher at the end mm-hmm. with the two cams. Yeah. But it ain't bad. Yeah. And the let offs on that thing, I think, is probably 80%, but it feels, I mean, there's nothing at the back end of that. Yeah. And it's a 70 pound bow, which is also different. I was shooting the 60 pound for deer. But I've got to where I'm pretty comfortable with 70 now. Yeah. Which was partially a, I don't know, being in shape thing, I guess, for uh, drawing the bow. So yeah. 60 was always just a lot easier, but I like to the point now where 70 is fine. Mm-hmm. Even with the clothes on and in the wintertime and stuff. Uh, yeah. When I shot that doe the other day, I was fairly cold Yeah, and had layers of clothes on, and it was no issue. So mm-hmm. I hadn't had issues with that in the past, but I now that I'm able to do it and shooting that bow... I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Like, I think, I say this, I think if I'd have had this set up on Ghost, I'd have killed him. Yeah. Like, and I think I might, I probably killed him anyway, but, like, he'd have been dead in 100 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Also, had it been cloudy, I think I'd have been fine, too. That was a a big thing on that. But, enough about me, because I've already talked that stuff to death. I wish you could remember the last time you were on. Mm Mm-hmm. But you hadn't killed anything, so. Nope. Um. No. It had to have been before gun season. Oh, yeah. Because we, like I said, we hadn't talked about your gun hunting and any of that. So, nope. did you ever get it on any bucks before uh, gun weekend with your bow? Mm. I know you had the, the one vlog video, you passed that younger buck. That was earlier earlier yes. on in the season. Yeah. Um, and how much hunting did you even get to do there at the first couple of weeks of November? Um, a little bit. I started a new job. September 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I gave up all my vacation that I, uh, that I'd always had. Um, 
I had one day off a week, I think, and then the weekends. Uh, but it was sporadic. Uh, I still don't have a set schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so you never knew, uh, you know, what day it was going to be um, until uh, that week. So anyway, I was just uh, going every chance I could. Uh, we did get all the crops out early this year because it didn't rain. Right. Any. Yeah. <laughs> At all. We were shut down like a day and a half. Man, for, even till like the last three weeks, it ain't rained that much. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been the driest fall that I can remember. Um Aside from 2012, and that's when everything burned up, yeah. you know. I and, mean, that was, and that died. Was a, yeah. That was <laughs> Even a, the animals. That's a dry summer. Yeah. Uh, and dry. It, this was just a dry fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, uh, I had that one wider young buck. Um, I think he was three, you know, probably 125 inch eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was fun to watch because mm-hmm. he's wide. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, he, he looked impressive coming at you, and then you realize, ah, you don't have no tines. Right. You know. Anyway. Um, he was always around, uh, what else? There's a decent nine pointer, like 130 inch nine pointer. Uh, he would chase does fairly often. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd make a, an appearance. There was a probably 130 inch eight pointer. I forgot about him. Um, he's got a decent frame. He had no G threes to speak of. I mean, they were like four inches, Yeah. Uh, but he had nice twos and long beams. He also has like no brows. Um, he was around a lot too, um, but then the three, uh, the three better bucks, um, the nicest bucks on the place, um, they were all in the one forties. I don't think any of them would break one fifty, mm-hmm. uh, but they were all um, running in daylight at some point uh, there in November, um, from like the tenth up until gun season. Mm-hmm. Um, I had all three of them down there in, in the sprout patch. They were all running through there in daylight, chasing does and stuff uh, at some point. Over on my cousin's place, um, oh, 10 minutes west of home there, I did have a real nice eight-pointer chase a doe under me one day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just flying through. Uh, but he was a nice buck. He really was. Would uh, that have been like the 16th, maybe? Probably earlier. Earlier? Probably earlier. I remember Pro- you texted me that. Probably around the 10th. Oh. Um, I'm just guessing. Um, but I sat. It was a windy day. It was a cold, windy day. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought, I need to try to get down in a low spot, a low, thick spot if I can. And uh, so that's exactly what I did. Yep. Um, I was all bundled up, and I saw a ton of deer. Um, but he, uh, man, he, he brought her out of the thicket. I could hear him over there chasing occasionally, and I could hear him grunting. Mm-hmm. And then they made that one big circle past me there, and, I mean, just flying. You yeah. know? I don't know if he was a shooter or not, but he looked pretty nice. Right. Um, he made that pass, and then they went right back in that thicket, you know. That was the last time you saw him? Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I only hunted over there that day. That's the only, di- only time I went over there, I think. Yeah. I, I might have sat over there one other time. I can't remember. Spent very little time over there. Uh, the other guy that hunts over there, he killed a nice one mm-hmm. um, a few days after that. Um, it was a nice 10. Um, then I hunted on uh, Kaylee's uncle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I hunted over there some. Uh, saw a lot of deer, didn't see any good bucks. I saw one weird looking buck. He, he looked more like an antelope than anything. <laughs> yeah. I saw him in second gun season. Um, I couldn't tell exactly what he was. His, uh, his left side, I just saw him for a couple seconds. I had him in the scope. I was trying to figure out exactly what he was. Um, and if I thought he would have been old, I would have shot him. Yeah. Um, cause he, uh, he was real goofy looking. Yeah that, yeah, that left antler really looked a lot like an antelope horn, huh. and he had a lot more points on the right side. But he still he looked like he was maybe fourteen inches wide. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was dumb. <laughs> uh, but I, I just I couldn't tell what he was, so I didn't want to shoot him real quick. You know? Yeah. Uh, because there is, that is a fine spot over there. Anyway, um, there at home, I did have that one buck. Uh, I consider him to be the nicest. Of the three mm-hmm. um, that I was eh, excited about. But, again, I didn't think I wanted to shoot any of them. Um, but if there was one I wanted to shoot, it would have been this one here. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday night of guns, first gun season, opening evening. Uh, I just got in that blind down there, and I heard a big commotion. I looked up, and he was chasing a doe through the thicket uh, right at the edge of my food plot. Got the gun up, got the safety off. Had it on him. He was 70 yards away, standing there looking at her. And I thought, mm, 
you're just not doing too much for me right now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't shoot him. Uh, but I, I had it right on him. Yeah. Um, I got more pictures of him, better pictures of him. He did have both of his brows broke, uh, at that point. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, eh, I don't know. He, he was, I don't think he went 150 when he had his brows. I know he won't, you right. know, he'll be like right at 140 maybe, uh, without his brows there. But he's, he's a four year old buck. He was around there last year. I was sure he was three last year. Yep. Um, He's got short G2s compared to his threes and fours. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's fairly identifiable there. Um, and I thought, eh, if you're staying right here, which I think he is, you know, hopefully he'll be around there next year and he'll yeah. be, you know, if he'd put on. He, he might be 150s next year or 60s. I, I hope so. Yeah. Um, he honestly wasn't much bigger this year compared to last year. His beams are longer and he's a little heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, if he'd. If he'd do good, he he could be close to 160. Yeah. Um, and then uh, then the other buck, he's a real a real big frame nine pointer, uh, but he's not got much mass. He's wide and he's tall. He's not got much mass, and he's got pitiful brows. Yeah. Um, that's a deer I think could, because he's probably four too. Don't you think? I think all those bucks are four. He. Yeah. I think that deer could really be something nice mm-hmm. next um, year. I uh, just got that frame. Yep. Uh, I'd love to see him put on a 10th point too. Yeah. He's got a foot of beam that he didn't do anything with. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, so yeah, he'd be a nice one to see. Um, I have seen both of those two deer on the hoof. Uh, the one buck I haven't seen on the hoof that I can recall is the 11 pointer. Um, he's wide. He's probably 18 inches wide, maybe a little wider. Um, he's heavy, mm-hmm. but he's not got any tine length. Yeah. You know? He might he might have eight inch tines maybe, um, most of them are probably going to be around the six inch mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but he's still a nice deer to look at. He had decent brows, um, but he just he didn't have any tine length. Yeah. Um, when did you see the nine? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, and that was just uh, that was just driving around one day. He was yeah. out chasing does. Yeah. Um, uh. Did you have pictures of him that day? Mm-mm. Or the other one? I I had pictures of him Thanksgiving morning. Okay. Moving. Uh, and the neighbor saw him Thanksgiving morning. Yep. Um, running around over there in our thicket. Uh, and then it was the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I saw him on the hoof. I was like, hey, there's a nice buck. And then I was like, oh, it's that nine-pointer. Yeah. You know? He's 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 a good looking buck. He really is. He's got a nice frame. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't have any mass. Right. Um, and uh, and then that that six by five. He uh, he could if he'd put on just a little bit a little bit of height. You know. He's got the uh, points. Correct. And the width. Yeah. And decent mass. Yep. Yep. Uh, so um, with everything that I saw this year, I've got some big plans for next year, mm-hmm. um, which we can talk about later. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I had, and I, as far as I know, they all made it. I don't know of any of them getting killed. Did you? You, you know? got pictures of them after? I know you got pictures of the two after first gun weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, For sure, they all made it through first gun season. Um, the the ten point, the short G two ten point made it through second gun season. Yeah. Um. And then uh, there's a guy coyote hunting last night. Said that they saw a big buck, uh, thermal, um, chasing does there uh, on the north side of our woods. Mm-hmm. So, I and he said he was much wider than his ears. Um, he could tell that much about him. So I'm thinking that was a six by five. Yeah. Because um, he's the only wide buck around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, I, I mean, he's made it too. Yeah. You know, at this point. But anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I was happy with that. Um, Pretty much all my hunts, I had I had good sits. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I ever got skunked. I don't think I ever got skunked. Um, a lot of does, of course. Uh, and then most of the time, I, I sat down there in that sprout patch quite a bit because I got that, that nice blind yeah. down there, you know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of good food, too. Yep. I mean, that's that's a really good spot. Yeah, it is. I think. Um, which we talked about that when you were planning on doing it and after you mm-hmm. did it and on those videos and stuff too. And it, yep. 
from the pictures you've got and some of the hunts you've had, it kind of yep. played out like, kind of like you'd figured it would, I think. Yes. Just yep. not the necessarily the quality deer around this year. Yeah. Uh, last year, um, as far as a neighborhood, we were hard on the mature buck yeah. population. Right. We really were. Um, I think there was four um, five-year-olds got killed last year. Yep. Uh, best I could know. Five, because the one was just found dead. Uh, oh, yeah. We, yeah. We killed four. And then the fifth one was just found dead, but uh, luckily, because that was that junk eight pointer anyway. Yeah, right. You know, uh, but yeah, and, and then uh, there was still there was another eight pointer that looked a lot like him. Yeah, I, I was never, getting ready to ask. I forgot about him. He he disappeared. Really? Thank the Lord, he's yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, keep him out of there. Uh-huh. But yeah, I never got any pictures of him after like the first week of October. Yeah, um, and that was at night. Uh, I never got any more pictures of him. I don't know where he went, but I hope he stays there. Right. <laughs> stays away from you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I had that one buck at the cabin that I'd called Chief that I saw there early, somewhat regular. Mm-hmm. That was like that, just a big old seven-year-old deer that had no antlers. Yeah. I never did see him much after the like the third week of October either. Yep. So he kind of moved off, I think. Yep. I don't think it's the one I got pictures of last night. It doesn't look like the same deer. Yeah. Uh, but... I do have uh, that one eight point that I sent you the picture of mm-hmm. there from the North Farm mm-hmm. that I'd potentially like to shoot. And uh, I think I did tell you that the neighbors saw Spencer yeah. as well, yep. which I'd, really, I'd definitely like to shoot that deer. I think he'll go, I think he'll boon. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a nice deer. He's broke up a little bit, and the last yeah. picture I did have of him his one of his brows was broke too because he had those great big brows. Mm-hmm. But they were really narrow. He broke one of those, but I, I'd, I'd like to shoot that deer. Oh yeah, uh, but I don't know if he's how much he's running on where I'm at because I haven't got any pictures of him. Yeah, there's a couple cameras I need to check yet that I haven't checked since before gun season. Yeah, first gun season. So there's not to say he couldn't have been on those, but yeah, but yeah. So you gonna do any more? Much more hunting this year, you think? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to leave everything alone. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, Just let them have it. I think so. Yep. Um, we've not got much food around there. Um, uh, we do have a cornfield. Never mind. Uh, so there is some corn for them. Um, that sprout patch food plot did really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other food plots did good for... The amount of water that we got. Yeah. But they're still not great. Yeah. Um, just simply because, you know, we didn't have no rain. Yeah. Um, so they didn't grow too much. And then what they did grow, they just hammered them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think I was going to leave them alone. Um, again, I don't have much time. Uh, but I was fairly happy with, with how much I got to go. Mm-hmm. I was happy with the season I had. Yeah. You know. Um, I had an opportunity at that thing. I could have shot him. At the, yeah, you had a chance at the nicest deer on the place. Yep. That you knew of. Yep. In my uh, opinion. Yep. Um, so I, uh, I wasn't up, wasn't upset. Um, and he just, if he had had me more excited, mm-hmm. you know, I would have shot. But I, yeah, he, uh, he wasn't doing much for me, so I, I wanted to let him go. Yep. Um, because he, he had been staying right around there, pretty close. Yeah, that know. factors into it too. Yep. And you knew him from last year, so he'd obviously stayed mm-hmm. at least your his fall range for the last two years. Yep. Yeah. Um and with the improvements that I want to make, I think I could I think I'll keep him right there. Mm-hmm. You know. Um nothing's gonna change except for uh for the better. So anyway, yeah, not unhappy with uh with anything. Um just didn't have the deer that I the caliber of deer around that I was really wanting to to chase. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like like last year, which you said last year, and for like anywhere, last year was pretty exceptional as far as mature for bucks real. around. For real. Yeah. Um, and the whole neighborhood. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I've been running cameras hard for, I don't know, 10 years, and I, I've never had, never had that. Right. Normally, like 140 inch eight pointer, um, that'd be the one that I'd be trying to kill, mm-hmm. you know. And then I I might have one straggler come through, you know, a nice buck, something that'd be 150 or so, you know. Right. Um, never ever did I have something, uh, you know, uh, like that funky eight mm-hmm. uh, that I killed. Um, you know, never had, 
Yeah. Well, I remember having pictures of a 170 one other time, and the neighbors killed him. Yeah. And that was back on the old, uh, the Moultrie trail cameras. Yeah, yeah. The the white flash, yeah. you know, 1.6 megapixels. Things weighed like 15 pounds. Yeah, you yeah. had to put one of them big 6-volt batteries with the spring <laughs> in there, you know. Yep, oh, yeah. You clip that in there, and I had that down there, and I was getting pictures of him pretty regular. I also think that was a fairly young deer. Yeah. Look, looking back on all that, um, I I think he was four at the oldest. Yeah. Uh, but the neighbors got him that year. That's the only other 170 that I ever know of, having him run around, you know. Mm-hmm. And then last year, uh, the one I killed, um, upper 170s, uh, the the wide 10 last year, he was 162. The neighbor killed him. And then uh, that other buck uh, with all the tines, um, the twin tines, um, he uh, – uh, no idea whatever happened to him, but I mean, he he was a solid 160. He could have been 172, mm-hmm. you know, um, and no idea where he went. He disappeared right around Veterans Day last year. Yeah, uh, never got any pictures of him after that. Not seen anything this year that he could have turned into. Yeah, that I can recall. He had a much taller G3 um, on his normal side. You know, he had a much taller G3 um, and pretty good brows. I got nothing like that this year. Yeah. So anyway. Um, and of course in that fat eight pointer last year too, I mean, uh, four, four mature bucks around there yeah. very consistently. Never had that before. Yep. Never, ever. Yep. Uh, that's kind of where I was at this year and yep. not necessarily in one spot is spread out because, yeah. you know, I got, there's a couple over there at the cabin and I got pictures of both of those deer on the second mm-hmm. of December, which would have been the Saturday night or the third. Was it the third? It was the Saturday night of second season. So it might've yeah. been the third. Yeah. Either way. So I know if they made it through Sunday of second season, they made it through both gun seasons, mm-hmm. which they were in there at night, so who knows. I uh, had the two deer at Tubbsy's um, on one of his places that, you know, obviously one of them shot and didn't find. Mm-hmm. And then, well, there was another one at the cabin there, so that's three deer on 10 acres mm-hmm. that were shooters. So yeah. the one I did shoot that I'd never seen before that I think was a, Definitely four-year-old deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what he would have scored. He was wide and heavy. Yeah. And then the other two, one of them was probably 140s, mm-hmm. low 140s, and the other one maybe 60s. And then they're up at the North Farm, uh, shot Ghost, who I think was high mid-high 50s probably. Mm-hmm. He's in the 50s. Spencer, that 60s easy, I yeah. think. He's big and wide and fairly heavy. In the beams, he doesn't have a lot of, uh, he's not real heavy in his tines, which doesn't count anyway, yeah. you know, and his, his brow tines aren't real heavy, but when I saw him in person, he was heavier than the, the original pictures I had of him, mm-hmm. but anyway, six by five, real tall, he's a really nice deer, Yeah. so there were those two there, there's that eight that's there now that's probably high 130s maybe, mm-hmm. but he's, I think he's probably five and a half years old yeah. or better, just a big brute of a deer yeah and then let's see oh i'm missing one i did have a great big six point at another one of the places i don't hunt much on camera but there was another two deer probably that i had pictures of here and there at the cabin that i would have shot too mm-hmm. so yeah i just it was a pretty good year as far as seeing shooter bucks on camera yep and even from the stand, but I also ran more cameras this year than I ever had before. Yep, so, that's true. And those cell cameras made a lot of difference. Yeah. And if I'd have, I think that's one thing I've taken away from this year. Like there's, there were two times where I got pictures of deer in the, like either in the morning or the night before. One mm-hmm. of them was the night before, one of them was in the morning. And I got a picture of the one the night before. It would have been right around Thanksgiving. I thought, I ought to go in there and hunt him in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he was there in the morning, and I wasn't. Yep. And that was the, the nine at the cabin. Yeah. And the other time, I had him and that other buck I've been calling the G3 buck, the bigger mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. at the cabin early. And I had something to do that afternoon, but I thought, I ought to go in there and hunt the middle of the day. Yeah. Because it was like November 7th or 8th. Yep. It's like, I ought to go in there. I didn't. Mm-hmm. the biggest one came back through at like noon man but there were also two times where 
uh, once I did see that nine point, got a picture of him in the morning, and I didn't go, but I thought, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. So I, I got up and went out there, and I did see him come by at 11. He was just too far. Yeah. 45 yards right inside the, t- uh, the woods there on the south side of that plot. Mm-hmm. And then the other time, what's the other time I'm thinking of? Might have been the time when I shot Ghost because I had pictures of him the night before. I saw him. So I had pictures of him, or the morning of the 16th, running around in there. And then I went in 16th on the evening, saw him, went in on the 17th in the evening and shot him that night. So mm-hmm. learning to trust that the cameras and my gut, like, I ought to go in there because he's yeah. probably going to be there and yeah. go in there and do it. Yep. You know, because that got me. Would have got, would have they would have killed Ghost for me and I made a better shot. I would have. Gave the cameras the credit for that one. Yeah. And obviously those other two times where I should have went in, you mm-hmm. know, there's, they definitely, I'm pretty happy with what I've got out of the cell cameras for no more than I have in them. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. For $15 a month for one of them and $8 a month for the other maybe. Yeah. Like, uh, it's pretty invaluable information to have right there. Like oh, that. yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're using them like that, you know, uh, cell cameras, if you're mm-hmm. using them like that, I mean, they can, especially the, the patches like we're hunting, you yeah. know, um, where we, uh, where we don't have deer, I mean, completely living. It's on not us. like they're consistently, really consistently there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. like, like you said, they'll be there for, at the cabin. And I said this before the season started and it's the same thing now, although these, the two bucks have been in there more then normally mm-hmm. I would see mature bucks in there. But most of the time it's like they're in there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. After whatever does are living on or at least using that 10 acres quite a bit. And after that they're gone. So, yeah, having those those cell cameras and those patches like that, you know as soon as they come in there. Because in years past I'd go in, say, on like the 18th and I'd have a picture of one on the 11th or the 10th yeah. and then never see them again. Yeah. Like, well, there was my chance. Correct. Or the 4th. Yep, you know. and and you just didn't know it. Yep, yep, yep. Neither of us, uh, we really, for the most part, neither of us are keeping deer on us. They're not living on us the whole time. Right. You know, right. Uh, neither of us have that biggest spots. Mm-mm. But our spots include these deer's, uh, these deer's home range includes our spots. Yes. But their core area isn't necessarily right there on us. Right, You know. Right. Um, he's he's going to be there some, mm-hmm. but uh, but he ain't there all the time. Yep. So yeah, we uh, uh, cell cameras are very useful for that. Um, and like I didn't even run mine this year. I never even got mine up. Right. You know, um, I was just checking. I think I only checked two of my cameras regularly there at home, out of the six that I've got up. I've I've got one camera that I've not even checked since before season came in. No kidding. Yeah. Um, that camera back there in the southwest corner. Um, also don't have a stand back there. Yeah. Um, I really don't hunt back there too much. Um, if I do, it'll be a portable setup going in there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I, uh, I didn't have the time this year. Right. Um, last year I was messing around back there a little bit cause I knew what was back there. Yeah. But right. anyway, yeah, I, I got a camera back there and I've not even checked it since before mm-hmm. season came in. Which, so. I'm not opposed to that either because that's good mm-hmm. information for next year. Correct. And you might catch something yep. back there that you didn't on any of the other ones. And there, there's a possibility that. Yep. Um, I know that the 6x5 is in that area uh, because the neighbor talked about it, you know. Yeah. That the, right. They got a camera that on that leg of the creek. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, I look for him to be back there. But uh, um, the improvements that I'm wanting to make for next year, uh, it involves that back there. Uh, yeah. So anyway, hopefully, um, with all of that, I can keep these deer on me more. Yeah. You know. Yep. Um, but uh, dealing with dealing with smaller pieces, that's uh, it's a challenge. Yeah, that's it really where is. I like to try to, if you can set it up to where you can keep keep them on you as much as possible during the daylight mm-hmm. when you can hunt them. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of why I tend to side more on. Well, lean more towards that side of it, I guess, because that's when you can kill them. Yep. Like it, you can set your your property up for fawning and mm-hmm. having deer there in the summertime. Yeah. But then when the fall comes around, 
you can't decide whether that deer lives or dies because he's on your neighbors. Correct. So they get to decide whether they shoot that three and a half year old, hundred and forty inch deer or not. Yep. If you can have them there during the fall in the daytime, because mm-hmm. again, it's like that's the same thing. If they're on your neighbors at night, who cares? Correct. You I know? agree. If they're on you at night, the neighbors are saying the same thing. Yeah. They're somewhere else in the daytime. Yeah. Most likely. Obviously, during the rut, everything kind of, like, if there's a hot dough, everything goes to crap. It's Correct. just wherever she's at, yeah. at whatever time. Yeah. But consistently. And yeah. then that opens up your your window of hunting them, too, because even if you do have it set up poorly, maybe there's a chance that deer comes through after a hot dough from November 1st to November 30th. We'll call it that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first part of December. So there's, what, three, four weeks? Because mm-hmm. they're going to be locked down for a little bit of that. There's other periods where they're going to slow down some. So call it three good weeks of hunting you got. If you set it up right, now you've opened that up to seven or eight, ten, twelve weeks. Yep. You know, where you got a chance, a legitimate chance to kill that deer. Yeah. You know, and you got to be able to do it because there's a lot of things I like to do up there on the north farm that mm-hmm. I just can't do because yeah. it's not mine to do with. Correct. I could have, in my opinion, just a dynamite setup down there in the bottom and especially for this time of year mm-hmm. because whatever food is left is just shelled corn, mm-hmm. but I can't do it cause it's not mine and it's yeah. all farmed. So yep. it is what it is. Like there's places like that. You just got to either figure out where the deer are using it. If they are at certain parts uh, times during the year, or you just got to hunt it during the rut and hope you get lucky then, Yep. you know, but yeah, I think yeah, that's a good point about setting them up and on the pieces we're hunting. It's just, trying to get them to stay there as much as possible. Yep. Even though they're not going to live there. Yeah. Because it's hard to get them to live there. Yeah. If they don't have enough space. Mm-hmm. And that's, you got to have space for mature bucks because they don't want to deal with other mature bucks. Correct. And good thick cover has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Food has a lot to do with that. Not a high, too high number of does has a lot to do with that. Because mm-hmm. they're not only adding a lot of stress to them, but. They're also taking up spots where that buck could be bedding. Yep. You know, that's right. eating food. And then even when it comes to the rut time, if you've got too many does, those bucks are just, they're wired to breed. So they're going to try to breed every last doe that mm-hmm. comes in that they know is in. Yeah. So if you've got, say, 30 does, they're trying to breed 30 does, so mm-hmm. your rut's going to be spaced out. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as intense and as good to hunt either. Yeah. And then you're wearing your bucks out for... Yep. 30 does, whereas opposed to if you had 15 that were in, mm-hmm. that's half as much time they got to spend breeding. Mm-hmm. Your rut's going to be shorter and better action during that window. And, and they're going to be healthier. And more likely to travel. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, and I am saturated with those. I know I am. Uh, these bucks, they're not having to They're not having to go anywhere to look. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah. I they, mean, they, uh, they breed one, and the next one's not very far away. 100 yards. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that that makes a difference on the, especially that's one thing I think you can do if if you're in one of those properties where you you can't do a lot with it as far as the habitat goes maybe, but so you're only hunting it like kind of towards the rut mm-hmm. like that's when you're really focused on it. If you can take care of your doe population and get your herd numbers where they need to be as far as your buck to doe ratio, that's one thing that I think you can definitely do to make it better hunting during the rut. Uh, that's one thing you can control and change. So if if you've got a spot where you're only hunting it during the rut, then maybe that's one thing you can do, I think. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh so that did you see anything uh second season worth worth looking at? Nah. You didn't see any of your um four year olds in second season? Mm I I spent a lot more time on Kaylee's uncle's place. Uh, mm-hmm. in second gun season. Um, that's when I saw that antelope buck. Um, I also saw a half rack buck over there like all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I think every time I saw him, he was doing the exact same thing. Um, I set this one stand three times. I think he came by every time. Yeah. Uh, he came down the same trail. Um, he came at the same speed every time, like for real. I saw him, he'd be messing around on the hill east of me. Mm-hmm. Then here he'd come. He'd come down that hill, and when he got about halfway down that hill, he'd break to a run, mm-hmm. running down that hill, run up my side. He'd get up on the flat there by me. He'd mess around. Um, he would, and he'd come right up to my stand every time. Yeah, he'd come right up there, like within five yards. 
he'd freak out because he'd smelled me a little bit, you know. He'd smell on the ground. He'd get my ground scent. And then he would just trot about 30 yards past me, and he'd get over there to the edge of the thicket. He'd look around, and then he'd just take off walking again. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did that every single time. Uh, Um, A young deer, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't. He had a decent-sized body. Um, He's a half-rack. He's dumb. I don't even, like, I couldn't tell that he even grew an antler. On his left side. Yeah. And his right one's busted to crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he's like, I'm at a disadvantage already. I'm going to fight just as hard as I right. can. Might as well. Yep. Um, that so, or they were all just picking on him because he was the easy target. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if he would if he would have matched, he would have been at least a 130-inch eight-pointer yeah. um, from what I could tell. Um, I mean, he his tips were all busted off, but mm-hmm. he was fairly heavy. That, that horn that he had was fairly heavy. Um, it had a long beam. He would have been like 18 inches wide. He was, it was outside of his ear, Yeah. but I couldn't even tell he had a pedicle on that other side. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if it's dirty, right? you know, um, but there was no bump or nothing there. Could have um, got knocked off by a car or something too, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but he, he did the same exact same exact thing every time I saw him. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, I, I don't know. And he, he had to come from up by the road every time. Like, I, I would sneak around that area that he came from on purpose with the idea that there could have been a buck in there, mm-hmm. um, and it worked every time. Yeah. But for him doing what he was wanting to do, he had to cross my trail every time coming in there. So, I, you know, yeah, he caught my ground scent, and it, he, it boogered him a little bit, but it didn't spook him. Obviously, if he kept doing the same thing. Yeah, every time. Yeah. Every time. Um, and a bunch of does and young bucks over there, and then the antelope buck, yep. whatever that guy was doing. Yeah. And that's, uh, like, you knew what you had at your place, mm-hmm. so you could go spend time somewhere else and maybe get lucky and have one you didn't know about come by. Correct. Which I think is kind of nice. Not that I would ever complain about having nice deer in multiple places like I had this year, mm-hmm. but it does spread you out a little bit because you think... Where do you focus? Right, exactly. Which one's most killable at what time? And if they're both that way, then and they're both the same caliber deer, how yep. do you decide where to go if the stands are the same for the wind yeah you know it's it, there's a lot more decision making that goes into it Very which true. obviously ended up doing okay just the last part the shooting part got me but i yeah it, it definitely like where you're at and that removes temptation to killing one of those deer too if you want to see what they turn into next year if i ain't there i ain't gonna kill him exactly yeah so and he's not gonna know you're there either if you're not there so if Correct. you don't really want to kill him there's not why go in and mess it up too? Yep. You know, yep. so obviously uh, there's always a chance something else could come in. Yep. But um, uh, this year also, um, of course, like I said, I've not been checking my cameras very well. Uh, but this year, from what I can tell, everything that I had in the summer is exactly what I had in the fall. Mm-hmm. I and I had a bunch of little eight pointers. I don't know. Don't know anything about them. Two two year olds, unsure. Yeah, uh, but as far as three-year-olds and these four-year-olds, I kept all of them that I could tell, um, and like the one wide uh, young eight-pointer that that was uh, real. Um, spent a lot of time down there in the sprout patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if I had him in velvet, but all the other bucks that I was seeing, I had them in velvet, and they stayed right there. They yeah. really did. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that happening in years past i always noticed a shift i'd always have something show up or i'd always say man where'd that one go Mm -hmm. you know that was not the case this year i wonder if that crp has a lot to do with that too because they're going to be all right bedding with in that stuff in the summertime i think and be pretty cool if there's Um, shaded areas of it anyway um there's really not um i think I think they like the CRP more when it gets colder. Yeah. Um, if they can get on one of them hillsides on the downwind hillside, but the sun's still hitting them. Yeah. You know, if the sun shine down on them, they're not going to want to be in the summertime. No. So if there's no, no shade around it, that'd be. But you're right. In the summertime, they can lay in there, and it it does provide a little bit of thermal cover, mm-hmm. as thick as it is. Mm-hmm. And then with the sun baking them does help. Yep. Um, and then they got. Do they? Well, you said they bed their. Close to the sprout patch. Yep. Um, which is fairly thick down in there. Yes. Normally, it heats up the most uh, in the winter, yeah. um, in late season, in years past. 
but I've never had food down there like I have this year. So this right. year it was it was better early season mm-hmm. um, because they'd come out of the big woods south of me and they'd come up there and then they'd feed and then they'd head on north, uh, three eighths of a mile to the cornfield. You know that's where they spent the night. I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, normally in years past they would mess around in that big woods to the south. Um, they'd eat acorns in there a lot, and then. You know, they'd, they'd wait before they uh, headed out of there to the the ag fields later on. You know, mm-hmm. um, they were coming to me sooner because I had uh, the good food plots, Yeah, you know, uh, that I hadn't had there before. Yeah. Another thing that could have been happening with the summer and them being there all year, uh, well, in there all year, you know, at times, if their summer range is catching you and their fall range is catching you, mm-hmm. they could be in two different places most of the summer, most of the fall, but if mm-hmm. yours is still on the edge of both of those mm-hmm. or inside of both of those, yeah, obviously, like what you said, with the food there, there's going to be reason for them to be there at all times of the year. So yeah, yeah. Could be that they're moving around on, like, your perimeter mm-hmm. and wherever they're staying in their core area, but they're still using yours all year. Yep. Which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it does help with inventory, like if you're talking about. As oh, far yeah. as knowing what's there. Yeah. Um, and the does were everywhere. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, the does were just everywhere all year. Like I said, I, I got, I have plenty of does. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the CRP, it, it sure did help. Um, uh, it, things, were, things were good this year. I can't complain. Can't complain at all. Uh, but I do, uh, I think, think we can even make them better uh, based on what I saw this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just time and money and <laughs> yeah. Who has either one, right? Exactly, one and the <laughs> same, too. Yep. Yeah, that's something, too, that I think, I like, it's, if you can sit out there and figure out, like, guys like you and I think the same way, I'm if I'm sitting there, even if I'm not seeing a lot of deer or I'm not seeing the deer I want to see, I'm still, when I'm hunting, I'm thinking about what can I do to make it better Oh yeah. next year. Like, I'm yep. coming up with all these ideas while I'm out there hunting. Yep. I'm hunting just as much, almost just as much for next year as I am for the year mm-hmm. I'm hunting. So you can't, anytime you spend out there in the woods and in, in a tree or in a blind, if you can gain some information mm-hmm. on maybe what they're doing, what they could be doing, or where you could make it better, I think yeah. you can always do that too. Oh, yeah. Like there's, maybe there's a perfect property out there, but I, I doubt it. There's always something you can do. Even yep. the guys that have the ones that everybody else thinks is perfect. Mm-hmm. You listen to them talk, they're like, well, I'm going to do this, and I got this to do, and I can do this here. Yeah. And there's always maintenance stuff, too. So, yep. But there, I think there's always improvements you can do. Yeah. Which I had some at the cabin this year that I never got around to that I'm going to try to get done this winter or this spring. Mm-hmm. I think I've had several different ideas on it. I think I'm going to try to set it up similar to what we got going on at Jeff's mm-hmm. because I really like the way that food plot's set up. And for the room I have at the cabin, like if I could pick that food plot up and move it, to the cabin, yeah. I think it'd be dynamite right now. Yeah. So if I can do something similar to that, what I'm going to have more trouble with is the browse pressure on the the grains mm-hmm. because there's just not that much around there. Whereas, no, there's there's not. Whereas Jeff's has stuff on every side. Yeah. So I'd figure that out. Maybe mix in some Milo or something, mm-hmm. or just plant more of it. I might have yeah. to plant more of it than what we got out there. Yeah. And see what happens there. But that's definitely a project I got in mind for there mm-hmm. and. Again, that's even with having at least five different shooters on that property at some point this year. Yeah. And two of them fairly consistently. Yeah. So, But I think I can do stuff to get them there even more consistently in the daytime Mm -hmm. and make it easier to hunt, too. Yeah. So you were talking, uh, like I said, the more videos that we can do on this stuff, it'd be good, too, because, like, Mm -hmm. if you get to doing some stuff that we've talked about Mm -hmm. up in that kind of that little area where you had drawn up maybe some yep. corn and maybe some switchgrass or doing something. Yep. And then what I'm doing at the cabin, we can show everybody what we're doing and what we're thinking and why. And why. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can document it too. It was actually cool for me to be able to go back and look at what we did at Jeff's, mm-hmm. I like from start to finish, yeah. and then what it looks like now. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool too. So if we can do that wherever, mm-hmm. like I'm all about getting as much video as possible. Yep. Uh like I said, I don't know, it's just cool for me to go back and look. It's kind oh, of the yeah. same thing with filming hunts, I guess. Yeah. It's just as much for sharing it. I do like to be able to go back and and look and see yep. what I did. Uh, 
like on the one on one of the hunts where I shot a buck this year, I didn't know really what happened on the shot, so I went back and looked at the video, and I didn't have anything of the deer. And like the last thing I had before my phone dies is the arrow releasing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, there wasn't anything obvious because I thought, okay, maybe I peaked or I pulled it hard or I jerked the trigger or something. Mm-hmm. Like everything looked pretty solid. Yeah. My, but I got to looking at it, and I looked down the, or through the sight, through the peep at the deer, mm-hmm. and the sun was in my eye, so I had to turn away and look mm-hmm. like around it. And when I got back on it, my anchor was a little off. Uh, yeah. But again, that's I. I don't think I made a horrible. I don't think I missed left and right on that deer necessarily. But yeah. if I hit him a little low, maybe that's part of the reason. Yeah. So, anyway, it's nice to be able to do that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So same way as doing the videos, um, and seeing, it's, it gives us a timeline too when we did stuff. Because mm-hmm. I don't remember that a lot of times and what worked at what time of year and what didn't as far as planting stuff. Yeah. This year at the cabin. I planted stuff really late, and I still think it would have been okay because I did get some of it grown up, but we still didn't even get any rain, like, in October. No, and, no, it, and it November. was bad. It was, it, bad. Is, it was dry. Yeah. Dry. And they've been hammering that, what little bit of winter wheat I have. Mm-hmm. I've probably got 75 to 100 pictures in the last 16 hours Yeah, on that plot. So that's where they want to be. I the other camera. Yeah. I haven't checked the other camera, mm-hmm. and that's what really bums me out because if I had – the food I had there last year, this year, yeah, they'd be, and I've got better deer there this year. I just don't have the food. Yeah, so that combination I could have had this year, but we didn't get any rain. So yep, yeah, I uh, the one food plot that completely did not do anything. I really think it would have been good mm-hmm. um, because there's uh, oh, there's bedding, and then there's a real thick draw. 150 yards away. Um, there's bedding all around this plot, and then there's a cornfield about 200 yards away. Uh, so they would have came out of that thick draw or laying around there close to that food plot where they were at, mm-hmm. uh, where the does were, uh, messed around that food plot for a while. Then they would have went out to that uh, that cornfield mm-hmm. because that's where they're at at night is out in that cornfield. Yep. Um, it should have worked really well, uh, but it just completely burned up, you know, out there on that hilltop where it's yep. at. Uh, and I think that 10 pointer that I passed was the only one that was really there consistently. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it, the, the caliber of deer weren't, wasn't there either. Right. But it would have been a nice, mm-hmm. could have been a really good setup. Oh yeah. Even for getting in and getting out. Yep. It wasn't bad. It really wasn't. Um, wind was like dynamite, anything with a West wind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, uh, I sat there one time, um, just to try, you know, they weren't there for the food, right? Uh, you know, but they would, uh, they'd use my pants and everything right mm-hmm. there. Um, and there was like, uh, there was like a one thirty messing around out there. He'd stand up and I could see him out there in the grass and then he'd lay back down. Yeah. I could barely see his tines and then he'd stand up and then he'd go find a doe and he'd chase her around and then he'd go lay back down somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it worked okay. Uh, but entry next and not bad. Um, just while you're climbing that ladder, you know, and they could see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the only thing that yeah that spooked me. Yeah, um, but as far as I know, I never got never got picked off. Yeah, uh, I was honestly surprised we didn't have more uh, widespread EHD problems this year. Correct. As dry as it was late, yeah. and it may be because we got just enough rain here and there. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happened with the like the corn and beans. Mm-hmm. Was we got with the corn, we got a lot of rain early. Yeah. But the beans seemed like we got rain just when they needed them. Mm-hmm. Like, it was pretty timely for them. And then it dried up after they were done. They were pretty much already done growing time it dried up. But yeah, it still was just so dry for so long, I thought there might be some issues mm-hmm. with some EHD because that's what happens. But I didn't really hear – obviously, it happens every year in spots and places. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some of it. And that's I think that's probably a misconception about it. People don't think – like it happens all the time. Yeah. But every year there's EHD somewhere killing yeah. deer. Yeah. Just a matter of how bad and how widespread. It's not always going to be like 2012 or the other one was like 2007. Yeah. But it's always happening somewhere. I was surprised it didn't happen more mm-hmm. this year because it was so dry. Yeah. And it just stayed dry. Like you said, it, I mean, until the last two weeks maybe, mm-hmm. we didn't have any rain yep. to speak of. Yep. Yeah, yeah this... uh Oh, this week is the first time I was like, wow, Skillet is up there 
you know, three quarters full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I've not. Uh, it killed fishing too because we couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't never catch the river moving up and mm-hmm. down because it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Every time it would rain, it just it was like what tenth of an inch. If yeah, it rained. Yeah, you know. Um, and it was so dry. I mean, it yeah, it just soaked it up. Yep. Um, what was it? We had some big rains back there in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mid summer. Yep. Uh, just crazy. It was really wet in the spring. Yep. And then the summer we got some heavy rains. Some yeah, crazy amount, and it, it was patchy. You know, mm-hmm. um, like oh, forty-five minutes north of here, an hour north of here, they got. I thought they got like twelve inches of rain that one day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, can you? I mean, there's fish in the fields. There's <laughs> yeah. fish in your food plot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we didn't have any of that problem in yep. the fall though. Nope. Um, and when we did plant, uh, when I did get all my that day, I got all my fall food plots in. We just uh, we didn't get the rain that we were supposed to. We got like two tenths or something, and they was forecasting like over an inch. You know, mm-hmm. that would really beat it down and and started it good, and it just it didn't happen. That seemed to be what would happen too. Is we had several days where it was forecasted to rain, and we didn't get it. We'd miss and, it or just barely get a sprinkle. Yeah, and then the couple times we did get like two tenths or three tenths, it wasn't even forecasted. Yep, it just popped up and there it was. Yep. and that unfortunately killed some of. Well, my food plots, except for Jeff's, because we got it in earlier. Mm-hmm. But the rest of mine got pushed back for client ones. And even some of the client pro- or client plots that we put in at normal time, we just were running out of time mm-hmm. to wait on the rain. We'd get it forecasted for a half inch or an inch. That was the time to do it. Like there was a week I spent putting in plots everywhere because it was supposed to rain that weekend and just didn't get it. Yeah. So there were several of them that didn't turn out great, mm-hmm. too. And I think that happened... All over the Midwest, people didn't have real good food this winter. Oh, yeah. That is what it is. It can't control that part of it. Nope. I'd contemplated buying a pump for there at the cabin. Yep. Uh, a little portable gas pump, but... Oh, you needs a little trash pump. Yep. yep. I didn't do it. I I probably should have. Maybe I'd have one of those two deer on. <laughs> you and I both have access to some water... Mm-hmm pumping machines yep. <laughs> yeah yeah if, if the cabin wasn't in another county yep that probably definitely would have happened yeah because we talked about it at jeff's anyway mm-hmm. but it ended up turning out okay yeah i have seriously considered trying to buy an old fire truck just for that purpose well, uh, some guys do that one that i can lift water with you know yep. um, one that i can uh get draft water with yeah that way i could draft it you know have it in my tank, mm-hmm. um, just a 500-gallon, 750, you know, yep. nothing big at all. Um, because if it's dry enough, you're thinking about doing that, it'll be dry enough to drive. Yeah, you know? right, right. Um, all of my plots but one I could drive to, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and well, me and another guy uh, that you know, um, he did have a trash pump one time, um, and he had a little oxbow lake right there next to one of his food plots. Yeah. And we'd go in there and we'd pump water out on it, and he had some of the best clover, you yeah. know, um, because we watered it, yep. like, twice a week because we didn't have anything else to do back then. <laughs> exactly. That was, and that would work out perfect at the cabin because I got ponds right the by ponds both of those right plots. right there. Yep. yep. And Jeff's, he's got a pond right there by his, too, so I could use it there. Really? Yeah. There's a little pond there. Uh, oh, that's right. his plot. That's so right. I could use it there, too, if I needed it. Yeah. I just didn't do it this year. Yeah. Probably should have, but it is what it is. Yep. Anyway, uh, you got anything else you want to cover, catch us up on? Uh, not that I can think anything of. Anything I missed? Not that I can think of. Okay. Well, I know. I had a good time this season. I really did. Yeah. Um, just uh, nothing big enough that I really wanted to shoot it. Um, had some good sits for the few that I went on. I probably went, I probably hunted 15 times. Yeah. Um, where I normally... 40 or 50. Yeah. You know. I was probably, yeah, yeah, I was probably closer to that this year. Yeah. But more, and as opposed to last year, more of it was in November, which was nice. Yeah. But I'm, I still got some days ahead where I'm going to go, I think. Mm-hmm. Bef- this like, weekend, right? <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm thinking before this weekend. Yeah. Like, was it Thursday it's supposed to snow? Mm-hmm. If, he, if a guy could get out there before the snow. Mm-hmm. Might be a good day to go. Yep. Right before this whole disaster, hellacious cold front moves through. Yeah. Because this is going to be something. Oh, man. And then 
honestly, on the back side of that, like uh, Christmas Day after Christmas, mm-hmm. where it's starting to warm up a little bit again. Nah, that, that wasn't going to happen till Wednesday. <laughs> well, it's not going to be zero degrees, I don't think, is it? Um, and the high isn't, well, the high for what, Saturday is like 17, and it's like 25 for Christmas or something like that. I think so. So, so it, Friday, Friday it's going to get cold. I really and it's not going to be above freezing till next Wednesday. Yeah, I don't. They're going to be pinned down from like whenever it starts snowing mm-hmm. hard Thursday until it quits. The wind quits blowing yes, on Friday. The wind. So if you could, if your guy could get out there and bear it without when the wind stops and all yep. that, they're going to have to feed. Correct. They're probably going to be a lot of deer on their feet if you yep. got the food. That, yeah. that'd be, yeah, that'd be a time I'd be looking at. Yeah. So, I'm going to probably not go out when mm-hmm. it's zero degrees yep. on Christmas Eve, but I yep. might try to go before all that stuff hits. Big Dad ain't going to be out there. <laughs> Amanda's on break, so she'll, Reagan can stay with her. I don't have to worry about the babysitter thing, so that'll help. I just saw a fleece, nat gear, uh, blanket advertised on Facebook. I got me some nat gear for goose hunting. Did you? That big nat gear blanket. It's supposed to be like six foot by six foot fleece. Uh-huh. Heavy blanket. I would like to be under that this weekend <laughs> while you're out there yeah. trying to shoot a deer. <laughs> yeah, you just go for it. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be probably... in there drinking coffee, watching them kill them on TV, uh-huh. and I'll be thinking about you. Yeah, I bet you will. <laughs> well, if you do get the itch to go again, let me know, because you can go up there to anywhere with me and yep. see if you can shoot one of those deer. Yep. Someone ought to. Then you don't have to worry about killing your four-year-olds either. There's that. If it does get up over freezing, you decide you want to go again. Mm-hmm. We'll go. Yep. Anytime. Man, I uh, the idea of sitting out there in the bitter cold, it just, for for what I believe that I have. Yeah. You know, if I had one that I thought I had patterned somewhat, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, we're not far from the late season, you know, pattern. Yeah, there. I, I mean, mean, we're getting there. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're pretty much... Right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, these guys are going to start doing the same thing again, you know, yep. wherever they want to be, wherever they can be warm and they can eat good. Yep. That, yeah, I mean, we're getting there. If I had one, I'd be, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be ready to go. But I just, eh. Yeah. And it's a really Midwestern thing to say, but honestly, when the wind's not blowing, <laughs> I can stand it a lot better than yep. when it is. Yep. You know, if that wind's blowing, whew, cuts right through you. It does. Honestly, though, if it's 25 degrees and the wind ain't blowing, Sun shining, ain't that bad. If you're sitting there and the sun's cooking you, it's all right until yep. that last hour. Exactly. Then your guy gets cold. Yep. But i tell you what, though. I got those heated socks. Mm-hmm. Those are awesome. Yep. Amanda got those for me for Christmas like two years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And I would never get, and I still don't really get cold like my body-wise, but mm-hmm. hands and feet will yep. freeze. Yeah. I got those things, and you know, I wear them in and just turn them on. My feet start to freeze. Mm-hmm. Warms them back up. I'm good to go. Yep. Still got to I put those... When it gets really bitter cold, if I'm still going and like duck hunting and stuff, I'll put the hand warmers in my or little hot hands in my mm-hmm. hand warmer, and then my hands are good, my feet are good. Yep. Since I've had those socks, I've froze out way less than mm-hmm. I did before. Because used to, if my feet got cold, it's done. Yep. And I could not find a pair of socks good enough to keep them warm. I got a buddy that uh, he bought some heated insoles, rechargeable thermocell, I think. Yeah. Heated insoles. He said, oh, man, I loved them. I used them twice. And then he said, I lost that remote. No idea where the thing's at to turn it on. So <laughs> that sucks. What do you do with that? That sucks. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little unhandy. Yep. So that's pretty much going to do it for this week, I think. We'll shut her down right there, save some stuff for next time. Hopefully that won't be as long as the last time. But Correct. We'll see. I've kind of screwed uh, up our schedule. Uh, I want to get back down here and do this more. I've I've screwed that up for all of us, but we'll get it figured out again one of these days. Before we do get out of here, though, I don't want to forget about our partners here on the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. The first one being Grandpa Ray Outdoors, which is the seed that we're talking about in the sprout patch. Oh, yeah. yeah everything you planted this year, I think, right? Yes. Everything which was came Grandpa from Grandpa Ray's. Ray. So. Um, just uh, just the one the one plot completely burned up. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to do with the seed there. Right. No rain. Nothing was going to grow at that um, point. Yep. The acre and a half uh, on the south side of the Northwoods. Um, that, uh, and it came up nice. I mean, mm-hmm. we did a video in that and there was a ton of deer out there. Oh yeah. But it didn't grow too great because it didn't have enough water either. Mm-hmm. But what did grow, they hammered it like crazy. Yep. The sprout patch being down there in the shade, 
right along the creek. Of course, it did well, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And they were out there every single night. Um, I mean, all the time. Tons of pictures. Tons of pictures down there. Um, And that's where all my shooters were. Um, And uh, I definitely will be planning more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had very good luck with that this year. Yeah, that's pretty much where I've been at with them since we started using them Mm -hmm. on the client properties and stuff. And then... Like you said, got it on all yours. I've got it. That is what I planted at the cabin, and for no more water than I had, I was pretty happy with what did come up. Mm-hmm. And again, the deer have been hitting it. Mm-hmm. What little bit is there, that's what's at Jeff's, other than the clover. Mm-hmm. We've just had really good luck with it. Uh, like I said, Scrapple Ray Outdoors, they've got one of the best uh, lines of foods, deer food, food plot food, for nutrition and their kind of motto is that they start with the soil so john he's been in the actually been in the seed business since 1991 started grand prairie outdoors in 2015 so we talked to him on like episode 41 i think if you want to learn you know more about his background and hear what he has to say about the season stuff go check that one out but we've been talking about they've got over 14 blends and Mm -hmm. we've tried We've used Southern Jubilee this year, Elite, Inner Sanctum, Fall Draw, mm-hmm. and Frosty Delight. Mm-hmm. And I've been pretty impressed with all of them that we've used. Um, but again, they've got nine more on top of that. So whatever you're looking for, you're not going to have trouble finding it, whether it be fall blends, spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits. Pretty much when it comes to food plots, they've got it. And they're not just about their products. Like I said, John's a really knowledgeable guy. He'll help you out if you got any questions for him. You can contact them, and they'll give you an idea of what would be best to plant for your soil type and the location, wherever you're at in the country. So, again, we've been using their stuff for, I guess it's been three years, and two years now, three years now. I can't even remember when the first time we used them was. But we've been partnered with them for over a year, or almost right out a year. I need to look that up and see just when we started with them. We're getting close to a year, if not right at it, with partnering with them. Been using their stuff for longer than that. Really happy with it. If you guys want to check them out, go to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com and use discount code RHOPODCAST, all lowercase, no spaces, and you get 5% off your entire order. Our other partner on the podcast is Rack's Big Game Supplements. They're a veteran-owned company from northeast Nebraska. Deer hunters just like us who, at the time when they developed their products, they weren't real happy with what was on the mineral and feed market. So, through years of research, they came up with one of the best mixes available to improve your herd's overall health uh, while not feeding non-target species. So, they've got minerals, protein blocks, pelletized feed, and mule feed, all specifically designed for whitetails. We've seen this stuff work uh, firsthand over in Missouri. Got some really good pictures of deer on it. They really love the stuff. Honestly, if you want to give your deer either a head start in the springtime or give them that extra uh, food here in the wintertime, when they're lacking all the other resources, it's a good way to go to use some minerals, uh, some pelletized feed. You can feed them. And really combine that with the Grandpa Ray Outdoor Seed, and you're giving them a really good start. you got a really good start on nutrition for your deer herd. So if you guys want to check out Rack's Big Game Supplements, you can go to racksmineral.com, R-A-K-S mineral.com, and use discount code R-H-O-22. That's capital R-H-O, no space. At checkout and get 5% off your entire order there as well. So some other stuff with us, you can check out OrichHunterOutdoors.com. If you find anything on there you like, you can use the discount code RHOPOD and get 10% off of anything on the website. Also, we're getting close to consulting season. We're getting to the point of the year where guys have decided what they've had this year isn't what they were expecting, what they were hoping for. They're wanting Maybe they had higher expectations they weren't met. And it's getting down towards the end of the season. We're going to start talking about what you can do to improve for next season. We're getting where everything's dead. You can see stuff. And we can really get in there and see uh, where the deer have been using stuff still. We can kind of come up with a plan for what would make your property better based off of everything that's fresh on your mind from this past season and what we're seeing when we're out there. So if you guys are interested in that, again, we do do some consulting on properties what we do is we'll talk to you about the property, what you got going on, your deer herd, kind of what your goals are for the property, and then we'll sit down and come up with some ideas for it. We'll come out and do a whole walk walk around with you. We'll walk the property, 
and see everything for ourselves and talk to you in person. And then we'll develop a whole strategy for wildlife management specific to deer on your property. And I say specific to deer, but really everything benefits from it. I don't know um, how much you've seen on your property, but on a lot of the properties where we're going and do improvements, whether it be for cover or food, everything benefits from that. Whether it be rabbits, quail, dove, you know, it's not just the deer, turkeys. Mm -hmm. Everything seems to benefit from that. So even if you're not just specifically looking for help uh, with deer hunting, Give us a uh, call or shoot us a message, and we'll figure out what we can do for you as far as that goes. So, again, we'll be booking those here coming up shortly. As soon as the season's over, we'll probably start on them. So, if you're interested in that, let us know. Another cool thing we're doing is we're doing a giveaway. We're giving away a Wild Game Innovation Spark 2.0 trail camera package. If you go, if you want entered to win that, go to Apple Podcast and leave us a review. That's all you got to do. One star, five stars, tell us we suck. <laughs> tell us this is the best thing you've ever heard. Uh, doesn't matter. When we hit 25 reviews on there, we'll draw a name out of those 25, and then that'll be the winner. So we'll let you know on here. Uh, we'll announce it on here. We'll get a hold of you and get you that trail camera package. So I think MSRP on that's like 90 bucks. So all you got to do is it takes like two minutes to do it. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And you'll be entered to win that. Also, if you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you hit the follow button there so you can keep up with us, what we got going on, all the new stuff that's coming out. And then YouTube, same way, subscribe. Uh, if you guys enjoy what the content we have on there, like and comment on those videos, that really helps with the algorithm on YouTube. It pushes it out there uh, for more people to see as well. So it's pretty easy just to hit a like button on YouTube, and then that helps us out as well. It doesn't cost you a dime. So those are all ways you guys can support. If you do like what we're doing here at the Ridge Hunter Outdoor Podcast, we thank you guys for listening. Every week, the guys have been listening every week, uh, and gals, for Nate. <laughs> he hasn't been on here, so our female audience probably dwindled. <laughs> or maybe that's Jeff. Either way, uh, we appreciate all you guys listening, and we'll catch you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>